You found yourself on another episode of Locked On Bulls. On today's episode, me and Pat are going to discuss the Chicago Bulls actually getting off to a hot start in the first quarter. Unfortunately, it was all trash after that. We're also going to talk about the big nights from Kobe White and P. Will and ask ourselves, when will the losing stop? Because the Bulls do have a difficult stretch in front of them. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host, creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com/slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for first deposit match up to $100. Pat, we finally got, and I swear I started to text you. Me and you talked right before the game. We weren't uh, that excited about this game. The Bulls got out to a hot start, hitting eight three-pointers in the first quarter, shooting the ball like 60-something percent in the first quarter of this game. And it seemed like for the first time, the Bulls fixed their slow starts. They outscored the Brooklyn Nets 36-19 to in the first quarter. But the problem is, outside of those eight points and eight three-pointers in the first quarter, they only scored four three-pointers for the rest of the game. And then in the second quarter of this game, they only hit four field goals in a quarter. And it was all downhill after that. The Bulls do end up losing this game 118 to 109. How you feeling, Pat? I mean, listen, the 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 hot start was it, it was fun to see. But it just felt like, okay, so they got it going in the first quarter. Can they keep it going offensively? And no. will they be focused enough on the defensive end? No. Clearly, neither of those <laughs> were were successful tonight. And, I mean, like, I think that's really – like, it felt like when the Bulls were focusing on the offense, the offense was able to really go out there and flow. And when mm. they needed to focus on keeping the offense going, but then being able to convert defensively, like – I mean, my God, in the second quarter – it looked like Brooklyn had no shot that they couldn't find wide yeah. open. Like, it's not even like it, it wasn't even good defense, wasn't even good closeouts. Not thinking the third and the fourth, they did a better job closing out, right? And, and that's why you see the team kind of, kind of fight its way back into this. But I mean, I had a ton of issues with this game as a whole. I don't think this is the worst loss that the Bulls have had. I saw a couple of people saying that. Oh, that's no. still Phoenix for me. Yeah, that's, that's still Phoenix. That Phoenix loss is a gut punch. They yeah. didn't score for, for what eight minutes and forty six seconds of that Something game, like that. and beat you off of free throws from Kevin Durant in the in the overtime. Like that's tough. But I mean, like it's it's we're having the same conversation in this game that we have from the other games because I'll ask you this: like in the second quarter, what the heck was Billy Donovan doing? Like the run was just happening. Like I, I really feel like Peyton Manning every game. I remember when Peyton Manning was just watching, uh, whatever that last loser that was in Denver just let time tick off the clock, and he was like, "We'll take a time out here. Hey, yeah. we'll take a time out here, brother. Hey, why got my guy? We'll take a time out here." I was sitting there watching this run happen. I was just like, "Yo, he's just gonna let this happen, huh? 
He not going to call timeout. He not going to say, hold on. He not going to ask for, why are you doing this to my team? He not going to fight the other coach. Like, you're not going to do nothing. You're just, gonna, <laughs> you're just chewing gum, bro. You just, you just, just off that Billy back. He's just chewing gum. You know what the worst thing in this game? Guess what the Bulls' defensive rating was in the first quarter of this game? Oh, it had to be elite. Yeah. It had to be one, 126. Bro, 126. Well, keep in mind, the higher number is Oh, worse. wait, I said, that, I said that backwards. I'm sorry. It had to be, they scored 19 points. You had to, I, had, I did that backwards. Um, I'm, I went NFL on y'all. Uh, sorry, I do a lot of shows. You had to, you had to be, you might have been sub 100. They scored 19 points. 79 was the defensive rating in, Man, in the first quarter of this game. Great bar on that one. Bro, that's crazy. 79. Guess what the their defensive rating was for the game? Oh, one one twenty six. Dang, you almost hit it on the head there. One twenty seven. Yeah, it was yeah. a uniquely terrible game. And you know what I got to say to that? All I got is this: it, it's it's the secret extension bubble gum. Um, it, it, it's it's terrible, bro. Billy, like you said, you said what Billy Donovan's doing. This is all he's doing. He's chewing gum. That's I, that that second quarter was just like they'll figure it out eventually. No, like four. I four was just field so goals in the second quarter. It's crazy, bro. Yeah, yeah. And and listen, I think that there's a lot of things that that go into that, right? You again when you can't turn, when you can't be consistent in something on the defensive end. There were so many wide open shots. I'm not surprised that the Brooklyn Nets were able to fight their way back into it. But you mm. blew a 21-point lead literally just because you were trying to give your starters... I hate when he says this, by the way. Like, this is Billy Donovan's words. A blow. You trying to do what now? Billy, what was going on? Wait, you, they felt... We want to make sure that they got rested there in the second quarter. And so you were letting them rest. And while that all was going on, I mean, in that second quarter, that run pretty much happened with what... Io Drummond, uh, 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 Carter, Craig, and is it Kobe or Vooch on the floor? Yeah. And even that, right? Like just the audacity to watch a player continuously get killed and say, "Hey, he got it." Nikola Vucevic literally should not man. have been on the floor for most of the night because of the defensive line. But now, listen, if you're if you're getting it going in the offensive game, I get it. If he's hitting his shot that night. I get it, but you were so willing to bench Zach Levine multiple times in your tenure here. Why is everyone else above that uh, 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 position? Because Nikola Vucevic was hor horrible on both sides tonight. Literally had no way, no way to defend anybody over six foot nine tonight. And we're sitting here talking about a team that on the defensive end was basically playing four on five the entire night. And if you add DeMar to that three on five. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. And I, you know me, I've, I've typically defended Vooch to a degree. I think that sometimes he's gotten harsh criticisms, it's a but then terrible you get games spot like to this. leave him in. Yeah. Yeah. It is a terrible spot to leave him in. And it's, it's like when, when you, as a coach, you see your players struggling and you don't make any adjustments to help them out. You don't sub them out for a player to get a different mix. You don't do anything. You just leave them. It's almost as if Vooch was the sacrificial lamb today and yeah. we didn't get a win out of it. It's just... It's, <laughs> you like, just sacrifice the people and it's not nothing. doing nothing? Exactly. 
You just you just drop a sacrifice, but it's not actually doing anything for you. Nah. It, it was just I literally watched it. Me and my brother were watching the game. And listen, Vuj didn't play his basket basketball, but right, like when you're getting killed on one end, a lot of times that does affect you on the other end. I don't yeah. think that three for nine is the Nikola Vucevic that we all have come to know. Um, but my God, Billy, when you watched, I mean, take your pick at the big men that they basically were just like. Yeah, we're just going to run pick and roll and put you in a bad position to where you're on a guard every single time on the other end. At what point do you go, hey, man, you know, maybe Vooch can't guard Spencer Dinwiddie at the top of the key. And aren't they supposed to be in a drop defense? Well, Billy Donovan claims we don't run a drop defense. That's just what Vooch does. But I think he's Matt Eberflus in that. I think, he's, I think he's throwing his players under the bus. Well, I mean, listen, clearly, I don't think that we're running a drop defense because Vooch isn't deep enough to... That's crazy. Vooch isn't far <laughs> back enough in the paint <laughs> uh, to be able to the play the guard. Yeah, it's... I don't, bro, I, I don't know anymore. Like, I like I, I don't know what's going on with this team. There is not, not very much positive to, to pull from it at all. Yeah. Uh, this team doesn't seem like a team that's playing as a team. It's just five players out there playing basketball. Like, you would think that this is a pickup team that hasn't been together for the most part for three years. Yeah. Most of the pieces on this team have been together for three years. And the continuity, we've already talked about it. It's been a fail. That's it. Here's, here's the biggest thing that's insane. How long have we been talking about, like, if the Bulls fix one quarter, they're an entirely different team? It's one quarter. Yeah. This whole season has been one quarter. This whole tenure has been one quarter. Now, we've had a couple of halves in this mug that you could fix with the Bulls, right? Like, 33 yeah. points and a half is crazy. I'm still on that. We'll, we will talk about that all year. We will be talking about that 10 years from now. Oh, yeah. And remember remember Billy was, Donovan gave up back-to-back 33 points and like, a half? Hey, that was a bad half. You're going to be like, well, we scored more than 33 points that half. Bro, like, I just, I don't understand. Like, literally, for two years now, we've talked about being one quarter away. We've talked about the third quarter getting off to a slow start or the first quarter getting off to a slow start. Guess what? Today they mixed it up, and it was the second quarter. Like, I I just don't know. And I think when you continue to see those found the answers, I've changed the question. That is what the Bulls did today. (laughs) Oh, man. That's crazy. Next up, though, we are going to be talking about two of the bright spots from today's game, which is Kobe White and Patrick Williams. But before we get into that, got to talk to you guys about prize picks. Prize picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of balloting thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six players, stat projections and winnings. Watch the winnings roll in. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Pick discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Prize Picks now offer, also offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this basketball season. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on and use code locked on NBA for first deposit match up to $100. That's promo code locked on NBA, L O C K E D O N N B A for first deposit match up to $100. All right. We just got done complaining. Um, 
Well, still rifle complaints because this team is trash. Yeah. Uh, but two th- two players that really stood out specifically in in that first quarter, and it seemed like Billy Donovan kind of went away from them. But it's still two of the better uh, performers today, Kobe White and Patrick Williams. And I wanted to talk about them. The reason why I pulled these two players out to talk about is because we, it's the young players. These are the players that theoretically are going to be part of the Bulls' future for a while. Kobe White in this game, 7 of 16 for 23 points. He also trips in five rebounds, uh, four assists, one block in this game. Patrick Williams goes 7 of 9 and 4 of 5 from three-point range for 20 points, four rebounds, only one turnover from Patrick Williams. How are you feeling about the night from the two young guys, Pat? Um, I I thought that this, these are the moments where you look at the team and you say, this is kind of why I want to get rid of some of these guys to see what you have. It mm-hmm. felt like, like not, nah, it, it wasn't the case, but tonight felt like a night where Patrick Williams was forced to go out there and, and score. Yeah. And he did it officially seven for nine. Yeah. Now I'm not asking you to go seven for nine every single night, but find ways to be effective on the floor. This was a, a, a night where he was effective to me in a way that I thought he was going to be effective to start the season. Maybe it's a late start here, mm-hmm. but Patrick Williams was our best three point shooter leaving last season. Yeah, like he was our most consistent guy. He was finally able to knock it down. I thought he was taking a shot with the most confidence we've seen him take it all season. And, you know, like it, it was almost like there was that moment where he was like, oh, there's nobody on the other side that's big enough to uh, to actually slow me down. So I'm just going to. Well, I also like that he didn't hesitate when the three-pointers were wide open. He yeah. didn't hesitate at all. Now, was one he looked Zach Levine off. Like he, he had one more pass in the corner. He was like, I got you. Yeah. How do you feel about the fact that he did only get three shots, though, in the second half of the game? That's that's the shots you're going to get for where P. Will is right now. Right? Like, I, I'm yeah. not going to just imagine that Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan aren't doing this team taking the shots in this game. Right? DeMar took, what, 22 shots in the game in total. Zach took 18. Kobe took 16. P. Will's still your fourth option. Yeah. But the, the the conversation is that you're doing the most that you can with that option. I love the fact that Kobe White stayed aggressive pretty much this entire game. He was he was feeling it from the three-point line as well. Uh, he never stopped shooting the ball, um, which I thought was was great. And these, this is the reason, like I said to start this, right? Like this is the reason why Bulls fans look at the, the Zach Levine, the DeMar DeRozans, the Nikola Vucevic is to say you guys are in the way of what these guys could become because, say, we give P. Will 22 shots tonight. What's he do with them? Now, he's been bad all season. Yeah. This is one game. We've seen the one game. I'm not sitting here telling you that in one game, oh, it's fixed. We're back in on P. Will. Absolutely not. But this is these are the games where I do understand why Bulls fans go, if DeMar DeRozan isn't in that spot and P. Will is getting those shots, what does he do tonight? What does that do for his confidence? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, I like Kobe's been able to stay calm. Even when Kobe was shooting some of his worst yeah, shooting. Kobe don't care. Kobe shooting. Yeah, Kobe, listen, Kobe goes unconscious and I love it. Um, But I, it's good to see this game from P. Will because hopefully you hope that this is going to be a confidence builder. Now, we say that a lot when it comes to P. Will. So you got to see it to believe it at some point in time. See him do it consistently. But um. And when it comes down to it, I, I do like the way that people will perform today. Here's the um, here's here's the question I will ask you, right? Are we still are we at the point now where Kobe White's still just a two guard, but he we're letting him handle the ball because I mean he's not really he feels like how Zach Levine sets guys up. He can score the ball at will. Yes, he can pass, 
But when I watched Kobe out there today, I was like, yeah, he's probably not the point guard of your future. He may be the two guard of your future. I mean, future. here's the thing. I think it depends on how the rest of the roster takes shape because I think if you remove DeMar, for example, I'm not saying that this is what I'm calling for, but I'm just yeah. saying if when they do move on from DeMar, you do get a small forward that can do more handling of the ball and things like that, I think you can get be in a position. I think if you, whenever you move on from Vooch's center, if you have a, a point uh, a center that can do kind of like the the ball handling that Joe Kim Noah did for the Chicago Bulls, then yeah, you can still run Kobe at point. I do think long as far as just zoomed out, he probably would be better as an off guard ball, um, off guard, off ball guard. Um, but I do think that there's a, a way that you can make him work at point guard, just depending on how the roster takes shape. But either way, I think a Kobe White that does more ball handling, that does more uh, scoring, he's actually a scorer, not just kind of a facilitator or a shooter. I think that it's going to be work well for him if he can go into a position where he's getting 18 to 20 shots every single game. I think that's really going to help him grow his game. Yeah, I, I I think he can be. I think what it is is he's one of the guards that's a positionless guard. He's a guard. Yeah, right. Like he, it's not like he can't ball handle. So technically, he can be a point guard. But Kobe White just feels like a guard, right? Like I could put him at the two, and I'd expect him to put up the same numbers as he did tonight. Like yeah. I'm going to give you opportunities to go one on one with the ball in your hand. I would expect you to be able to put up the same kind of numbers. So. I'm really one thing to watch for, and I don't know if you do it this season, but if you move on from Zach Levine, which it seems like that's kind of where we're heading, do we see Io DeSumo get reinserted back into this lineup kind of as the the main ball handler and Kobe turn into the two? It depends on what you get back, but I actually talked about this on uh, Chicago Bull Central today is that I do think that there's a world in which you move Kobe to the two and then you move IO back in there as the one to pin. Cause keep in mind when they both were coming off the bench before Alonzo went down, they yeah. built up a nice chemistry playing off that bench together. So I do think that you can, but it, it really still just depends on what you get back in the Zach Levine trade. But I definitely think that is something that could be in the future for the bulls. We'll see what it ends up being, man. Like this is a, we're, I think bulls fans are going to get their wish. I think we're going to see. Okay. This didn't work. Maybe there's a change with DeMar. Maybe DeMar is still on the team, but there's some kind of change in positioning on the team. I think Bulls fans are at some point going to get a lineup this season of Ayo Sumu, Kobe White, and Patrick Williams. Mm. And what's it going to look like? I don't know. Like, I listen, I'm again, I'm not all the way back in on P-Will. I know some people tonight are going to be, this is what AK hope for. They're losing their minds. Like, no, I'm not back in. I, I, listen, great game. Good job. You want to know what that means? You can play in the NBA. I'm glad that you're here. You know what I mean? Like, which we it, already knew, right? Like, right? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's it's so weird because, like, but me and you were talking before, and we were talking about like old school, like not even old school, like right before the Zach Levine era, Chicago Bulls that ended up getting inserted into this lineup, and you were like the Paul Zipser days, where every time you'd be like, this dude absolutely sucks. He would have like a 20-point po- game with elite three-point shooting and all that, and you'd be like, all right, maybe, maybe I kind of see what he <laughs> meant doing this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's how I felt with Walt Lemon Jr. When he showed up and like instantly put up 18, it was like, no, there's just some dudes that if I give you 22 shots tonight, you can play in the NBA. Facts. Like, that's how I feel about what we saw from P. Will tonight. I'm glad that he played well, as I've said with P. Will, for what, a season and a half now? Do it again. <laughs> you did it. Now go and do it again. Do it again. again. Yeah, good job. Love it. Do it again. Um, and that's what that's what the 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 hungriest stars usually do. 
Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what it ends up being. But hey, before we get into this final topic here, because uh, I mean, these are the two games I picked. These are the two games that I was like, I could see how the Chicago Bulls can win these games. And they lost both of them. <laughs> so we got to figure out when the losing is going to stop. But hey, right now, people are winning over on FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot over on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get a $150 in bonus bet with any winning $5 money line bet. There's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action, I'd say put a, put down a little play tomorrow because uh, they basically have tomorrow's Bears game as a pickup right now. Chicago Bears a three-point favorite. Basically just because they're at home. Okay. Like, it's it's the home stadium, and I think they all think the, ma- the, the Josh Dobbs magic is going to run out. Okay. I guess that makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, like, is it, but, hold on, hold on. Uh, my bad. Red Dead wrong. Three-point underdog. Oh, okay. Which, I was going to say that makes, makes a little, little bit, more, bit sense. more sense. Which makes yeah. a little bit more sense. Bears are a three-point underdog heading into tomorrow. So uh, get that money line bet in. Now the app's so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com forward slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. I love the clarification on that. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, read that wrong. Yep, actually, not a favorite. Three-point dog. <laughs> Welcome to Chicago, ladies and gentlemen. That's funny. That's hilarious. Looking at this upcoming schedule for the Chicago Bulls, Pat, it's it could be a lot more struggles coming. We got Boston, Milwaukee, New Orleans, Milwaukee again, Denver, two games in Miami, Philly, and the Lakers. That takes us to basically that's the next month, basically, for the Chicago Bulls. When does the losing stop, Pat? Um, <laughs> how many years do we got? <laughs> I mean, like, clearly there's going to have to be another superstar added to this team or a superstar added to this team. I mean, we're talking about multiple drafts, at least what we 2026. So we don't win another game this season. Is that what you're saying? I mean, you said, when does the losing stop? Just because we get one win don't mean the losing stop. I'm saying, when do we get a win in here, bro? That's what. Oh, I I thought you meant like in totality. I thought you were talking about for the team as a whole. I mean, we can talk about that too. I was about to say, Jesus, Pat. Um, I was going 2026. Honestly, the Bulls aren't favored again until they face San Antonio Spurs on December 21st. And we probably lose that game because watching how Vooch tried to guard. Oh, Wimby is about to cook. Oh, Vooch, my God. Like, yeah, it's, it's going to get ugly. ugly. It's going to get <laughs> ugly. Nah, I just, I, listen, they'll be competitive. There'll be some game in there that they win. Denver's probably, we, we, we compete really, really well against Denver. Really well. So maybe yeah, like we that always one. say that. And then we lost the last game to them 123 to 101. That, that is true, but I think for the most part in this tenure of like yeah, Zach we played Levine them pretty them, competitively. Yeah. They played them pretty competitive, but you are fat. Wait, where are we playing Denver at? They come in here on the next one, ain't they? Yeah, they're coming here. Yeah, that makes it a lot better. When we go to Denver, we definitely lose. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Jokic just takes their breath away. But at the end of the day, I just, I don't know, man. This team is, I think there's a lot of losing in their future because they've kind of just resigned to their fate. Until the Zach Levine trade, I think there will be a boost when the Zach Levine trade happens because there will finally be 
I don't want to say it like Emperor Palpatine's dead now, but like I think there'll be a shift in power. I think there'll be a shift in who's uh uh um who's the focal point on the offensive end. And because of that, you'll sit there and you'll talk about, all right, well, now this guy's in charge. Kobe White's what he's saying on the court actually is meaning something to the guys that are out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just don't think that's happening right now. I, I literally think they're like the walking dead right now. Like we still oh, moving, sure. but wait, this until is, Zach Levine is traded, we already know what this is about to be. This is the worst start by the Chicago Bulls since the 2018-19 season. What was the starting roster on that team? Uh, I don't. That was Fred. That was Fred Hordberg's last year. So we actually oh, that was a actually good a good roster. roster. Yeah. Oh, is that the D Wade team? No, he coached the year after D Wade left because he was still here when he could coach the year large. Uh, I put in uh the 10 18 10 19 bulls. Oh, wow, okay. and uh, it took me to a gladiator ring, so that uh, <laughs> that one threw me off there. Let's see, roster for that team. Let's see what we were working with here. It's wow, that's not a good start. Is this the right? Yeah, that's it. I don't even know who this guy is. Uh, Rowie <laughs> Alkins, who. Exactly. He was a six-five shooting guard. Uh, Ryan Archie Diacono. Okay, we love we like Archie. Antonio Blakeney. Oh God. Wendell Carter Jr. was on oh, this team. Oh God. Chris Dunn. Jesus. Cristiano Felicio. Jesus Felicio. Oh, a, a great one. Uh, Shaq Harrison. Shaq Harrison. Shaq Wait, Harrison. Justin Holiday was on that team too, wasn't he? Wait, Justin Holiday was, was on that team. We had Justin Holiday was the only at that one that point. Uh, oh boy, here it is. Chandler Hutchison. That's crazy. Zach Levine. Oh, we got all of them in here. Walt Lemon Jr. Oh, my God. Yeah. Was Otto Robin Porter Lopez. Jr. still on that team? Huh? Was Walt, I mean, was uh, Otto Porter still on that team? Otto too? Porter's on that team. Bobby Portis is on that team. Jakar Sampson and his brother Brandon Sampson, because that makes sense. Wayne Selden, who actually went on to have a little decent career after the Bulls. I think he's still in the league, ain't he? Uh, I don't I think know. Wayne is still getting now. some time in the league here, and is then it? uh, Timothy. Oh boy, Timothy Lawahu Cabaret. I remember him because he was French and useless. That was it. That's all he did. Like I remember just seeing also, his name and being Wayne like, Sheldon played French. three games after leaving the Chicago Bulls. Did That's he really? It. I thought yes. he had a. There's uh, another Sheldon. We all don't look alike, Pat. You, you, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. I, I think I know what you was before. Say. Wasn't he with Phoenix for a little bit or something like that? Uh, no, he played with Memphis before us. He had a nice little run in Memphis. Maybe it was Memphis. Maybe that's what I don't know. Hey, who cares? They, the team sucked. It's it, the worst yeah, but listen, person. But technically, hey, here, technically, but here's the funny thing. That team was better than this one. Bro, here's the funny thing. You look at this roster and it's like, well, of course they started off with five wins. <laughs> there's literal doo-doo on the roster wow that's crazy but accurate um this team you look at and go how's this team have five wins and then you watch the games you go oh that's out uniquely campaign terrible, was bro. still on that team pre uh current campaign that's i think crazy. campaign might have been our starting point guard that season no chris Dunn was still on the roster i think he, he he might have started the campaign over start over Chris. I think that, so, bro. Is that the year that Chris Dunn busted his face? I think so. 
That's crazy. <laughs> I gotta do it to myself. That's, that's crazy. crazy. That's, that's crazy. Wow. Yes. Hey man, follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can uh, follow me on everything at Path the Designer. He's not coming back from that one, folks. <laughs> that's crazy. What did Chris Dunn do? Uh, he broke his. What he's breaking a bunch of teeth. What he what, did, what and it? then remember, no, he, remember he dunked like held on the rim and like it slipped. And yeah, I remember he, how it happened. But then remember Jeff Tanaka. Then he picked the like, teeth up. Remember Jeff Tanaka was just like, I'm coming, Chris. Hold on. <laughs> you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes, man. We appreciate you guys for tuning in, man. Uh, make sure you guys follow us also Locked on Bulls. We're free and available every uh, Monday through Friday as well. You can find us on YouTube and every podcasting app and platform of your choice as well as YouTube and the Odyssey app for Pat the Designer. I'm Hayes. This has been Locked on Bulls, and we out, y'all. That man, Jeff Tanaka, literally walked over to Chris Dunn and said, Are you okay? <laughs> Sir, I need medical help. Oh, man. Hey, man, your teeth on the floor. <laughs> hey, Jeff, help. Help me. Well, I'm not a dentist. I can't, I can't help with that. <laughs>